0: Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com/giving. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, this morning we're going to uh, start a new series, and uh, and this morning I'm going to speak to you about uh, being well, be welcoming, but. The series is is uh, the B series, and you say what? Uh, not the bumblebee series, or maybe I should have said to be or not to be. I don't know, uh, but we're going to call it the B series. And uh, really, this uh, this is birthed from a word the Lord gave me back in September, and uh, it's really about treating others better. Uh, and for us as a follower, as followers of Jesus, we want to learn and to grow in treat, uh, treating others better. Have you ever went to a restaurant? Maybe you went to a restaurant or a business, and uh, you went, and you felt like the waiter or the waitress just, they just weren't taking care of you, uh, and you get in there, and uh, you, you get they get you to your seat. The host puts you over there to the seat, and you sit down and you're waiting for the waiter, waiter, or waitress. They come by one time and say, "Hey, what would you like?" And you say, "I want some water or tea or whatever it is you want." And, and and so it seems like forever before they come back. And so you're wondering, did they even notice that I'm here? And so you're 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 wondering about it. And so finally, uh, they uh, they come back to give you an order, uh, take your order, and you give them the order. And then it takes forever and and they don't fill your glass of water back up like you would expect, and all those kind of things, and and you don't really feel welcome, do you? You don't really feel like you've been uh, received very well at that restaurant, so to speak, and so maybe, maybe that person, you don't know their situation, right? They may be distracted simply because they have, uh, they have some employee issues or something. Maybe the other person was supposed to run that shift and they ended up being them instead and they're pulling doubles or something. So, you know, you don't always know what the situation is, but no matter what's going on through the mind of that waiter or waitress, uh, you're, you end up being caught in the middle of, How did you, how did that make you feel as an individual? Well, unwelcome, right? It's maybe unwanted, something like that. And each of us, we want to be welcomed. We want to feel welcome when it comes to either a new place or even a familiar place. We want to be engaged and welcomed. And we, we want to have a sense of inclusion. We want to uh, have that sense of belonging. And really, the B series, uh, is somewhat about our attitude as the body. The attitude as the body of Christ, but it's also about our attitudes as individuals as well. It's not only for us as a body. The question we all have to ask ourselves is, how do I interact with others? How do I interact with them and those people that I know and those people that I don't know? Uh, the key thought today really, <clears throat> really is from God's perspective, to be welcoming even when you don't want their presence because they're mine. Think about that for a second. There may be somebody that you, don't, you just don't click with. You just don't click with yet. Uh, the Lord calls us to welcome others and be friendly to others because they are His, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we have to see that there are people around you that love to be around it. Sometimes our personalities don't click and, uh, and every person has different traits that they enjoy about others. And there are, there are things that you may and, and may not enjoy about some people, but that should not stop you from engaging them. It's important for us as a, as a body of Christ to make sure that we're willing to step outside of our comfort zone. Uh, we we don't want to be like that waitress who ignored uh, their customer, right? And not that others are customers, but we want to interact with people on a, on a loving and loving way. And people like people with similar views, and they like people with similar ideas. And it tends to be that they gravitate toward one another, right? Because they're so similar. And yet, if we're not willing to go past some of these barriers, we can't make an impact in our world. We have to be able to step past, past that place that we enjoy. There are some of you guys out there that like talking cars with me. And there are some people out there that don't like that at all. But we have to be able to step past those barriers, right? And be able to engage one another in different ways. And see, I find it interesting that Jesus said, uh, gave us not the great request. He gave us the great commission, right? There's a big difference. He didn't give us the great request. If you get a chance, would you go out and share the gospel with everybody? Uh, he didn't he didn't say that. He, he he said go into all the world. He he told us what to do to make disciples of everyone. He he told us to do that. It was a, it was a great commission and culture really is a funny thing and sometimes people feel like they're limited to the number of people that they can uh, let uh, let into their lives. And so they aren't always willing to welcome others in And and this is a place that we need to grow in. We need to grow as individuals. We need to grow as a body as well. Uh, uh, Because first, as individuals, we need to grow. Uh, It's important for us if we're going to live this life as the Lord would have us to live. And of course, as a body too, we want to be welcoming to others. Why don't you turn with me over to 1 Peter. We're going to look here in 1 Peter together. It'll be on the screen as well, 1 Peter 4. Uh, verses 8 to 10, and the Apostle Peter writes this to believers. He says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We, we use those gifts that we have that God has provided for us to engage others, to bless others, to serve others. And, and the first thing here, we have three things we want to look at this morning, but the first thing here is hospitality was a value of the early church. And it was a value for them, but it must be our value too. It must be our value as well. So if you notice what the Apostle Peter says here, He's encouraging other believers to love each other deeply, care for each other, show love for one another, not just with those that like cars, right? Not just with those that play the banjo on the side. Not not just with those who, who do scrapbooking or, or uh, collect coffee mugs, but, but but other people in general, because we have something in common, we're all human. And we all have the need of the same Savior. And He loves each individual, and that's why He sent His Son to give His life for us. So it's like uh, it's like uh, we need to care for others if you like them or not. And love them in spite of their quirks and their unusual viewpoints at times. He, he's not saying to condone people's sin. He's not saying that. Uh, you don't see that there. We know from Peter's writing that he would never say that. That's not, if you look even past this uh, portion of what he says, but he does say love covers over a multitude of sins. There's some things about you and me that, uh, uh, that would show that we aren't where we need to be yet. In other words, each and every one of us need to continue to be growing in our faith and our walk with the Lord. And in our walk with our fellow man, as we serve him, we, we, are all, have to be grow, we all have to grow. And uh, you have to be willing in your relationship to Christ to let God work in your life. We have to. Uh, one time I had a staff member who was over seniors ministry in another church when I pastored elsewhere. And uh, there was something special that I appreciated about him. And uh, he recognized that after many years, he had still had some things in his personal life that God was working on. And this guy was up in his 70s at this point. He had pastored some pretty good-sized churches. He had pastored some small ones. He pastored here in Kansas as well, but we were out west at that time in, in California. But But you see, he realized that the Lord was still working in his life. And I think for all of us, we we need to allow him to work in our lives, whether we're 20, 30, 40, 50, 15, whatever whatever our age bracket is, we need to allow him to work in us because there's always room for growth. We need to be able to grow in how welcoming we are to others. We have to ask ourselves, how hospitable am I to other people? We must ask ourselves that, that question. Uh, and do you notice them? Do you notice other people? Do you notice people that are like you, that are not like you? Do you notice them? Uh, and do you recognize and welcome others? Over in verse nine, uh, we find Peter, uh, he says something uh, really stellar, I would say. Uh, he, he says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, did you catch that one? He said, without grumbling, right? You probably heard, you know, this is Mother's Day. You probably heard your mom at one point in your life say, stop saying that grumbling. You know, however she said it, I don't know. She'd stop grumbling, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, we have to make sure that we do what we do with the right attitude. It's not just about doing the right things. It's also about doing the right things in the right way. Allowing the Lord to help us with our attitudes uh, have you ever had a bad day? <laughs> yeah, that's almost a crazy question. Uh, we we all have had ba- the bad days in our lives. That's just the way uh, way it is. And and you knew that when you had a bad day, you should receive others well, right? Even though you had a bad day, you had to still receive others well if they're coming to your house, if whatever it is, and maybe at your work. You still have to receive others well. Sometimes people just don't want to even become hospitable because they're so focused on what they want or need personally. Have you thought about that? Sometimes people really don't want to welcome others so much because they're so focused on what they're needing at that time. And for us as followers of Jesus, we have to be careful with that because we need to make sure that we step out of outside of our own boxes, that we step outside of our comfort zone and show the love of God to others around us. And whether we need something from God or not, yeah, we all need something from God at times, right? And we need to allow Him to work in us. You know, uh, sure, sometimes people go through short times like this where you you really have to focus. Maybe you have a, a significant event in your life and you uh, and you have to really look to God at that time. And I understand there are times like that, uh, but we need to be able to grow past that. If our life is that way all the time, we need to really seek, to press the Lord, press into the Lord and get some help there but we we have to get to the place where hospitality is ingrained in our lives as individuals it needs to be ingrained in us hospitality really it was a value in the early church that's it that was a thing that was important you know many times we find in the bible especially in the letters and what we call the epistles we 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 find that just like this one here in first peter uh, that, that the apostle writes, the, the, he, he deals with the issues, right? A lot of the letters deal with some issues uh, that have taken place, and they, uh, and, they, and they try to correct them. They try to give direction to the body. And, uh, so, and this one really is no different in 1 Peter chapter 4. A- and Peter must have had to deal with those who did offer hospitality, but they did it with an attitude of grumbling. You know, it's like uh, it's like the little kid. uh, You know, you know he he says his his parents tell him to to sit down, and he he says, "Okay, I'll sit down," but I'm standing up inside, right? You know, it's kind of like uh, coming against. I just can't handle to give in. I have to say that, and so we don't want to be that type of people. We want to be the type of people not that grumble, but but care and love and show people the, the Spirit of Christ. And we have to offer others in our body and in our community the kind of hospitality that is inviting with a welcoming, friendly attitude. A welcoming attitude is the work of every person in the body. Uh, so, uh, Find somebody a chair or ask them when the, how they're doing when this person who is maybe not be like you so some, we got to be able as a body, we had to be able to step out of that comfort zone, step out of that area in our life because uh, uh, sometimes people won't do it because they don't think they have anything to offer. And maybe that's you, I'm not sure. Sometimes people feel like, well, how could I invite somebody or invest in their life when I really don't have anything to offer others? The reality is, is that each and every one of us, if we are putting our faith in Jesus, we have something to offer to others. It may be different. Yeah, our gifts, our abilities, our skills may be different. And that's okay. But we do have something to be able to offer to others around us, Amen. It, it's just a reality. Last week we had district council and Kansas district council, where pastors and ministers and and different people come together, uh, and uh, we met down in uh, down in uh, Wichita, and uh, it was really a good time. And the, the second day, I spent that whole day pretty much with, um, uh, of course, Robert was there, and and all the staff were there, and. Uh, but I, I spent uh, most of that day with uh, with Wade, and Wade was my youth pastor. And uh, yeah, once I came to Christ, uh, I was in Atchison County. Then I moved out west to Beloit in Central Kansas, and uh, and he was the youth pastor there at the AG Church there. In fact, that he was he didn't remember it, but but he was one of the guys. Him and the senior pastor at that time baptized me. But he made a big impact in my life. He's only 10 years older than me. Uh, But you know, sometimes it doesn't really matter on that age bracket. You may be 10 years younger than somebody and still have a good, solid, godly impact in their lives. And and we have to just be open. We have to be able to step outside of the box. In fact, he's the the guy who is a state trooper, and and he pulled me over because he knew my 70 Camaro, uh, because you couldn't miss it. And uh, he pulled me over, I was running 55 on 24 highway, uh, but that was back in the day when we had 55 speed speed limit, and so I I wasn't speeding, and here's the cherry going like this, I'm like, what in the world, and he pulls me over, he just wanted to see how I was doing. Uh, (laughs) He had the ability to do that, right? (laughs) Right? Because he engaged in my life. And you say, well, yeah, that he was a pastor. Eh, He's a state trooper, too. I mean, well, you know, and, and so it doesn't really matter. The fact is, as a follower of Jesus, pastor or not pastor, we are all servants of God and we all have something that we can give and invest in the lives of other people. You say, I don't know, pastor. I'm not sure that I do. Yeah, you do. You have something to invest in others. You have something to be able to invest in others, and when you are welcoming to others, you're not, you not only invest in them, but you'll be surprised to find out how they will invest in you if you're in it for the long haul. In fact, even, even Wade told me some of the things, how I'd invested back in, into his life, and I was like, what? Uh, I, was, I was surprised, and, and uh, he's like the first person that said, hey, You're going to teach Sunday school. I'd only been a Christian for three, four months. (laughs) I said, do you realize what you did? (laughs) Let's go back to Peter. Peter, the Apostle Peter, he says, goes on and he says in verse 10, he says, each of you should use whatever gift you have, have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So each of you have gifts. Uh, take those gifts and serve others with them. Some feel uh, uh, some feel like, well, I need help. But the fact is, is that we all have those ways that we can bless others. We have to learn to be welcoming. Uh, it isn't some. Uh, uh, it isn't something that is limited to being in church services. It's it's uh, in our lives. It should be ingrained in our lives. Let it become a lifestyle for you. We all have room for growth, as we've said. We all have that room, but. I really like what the Apostle Paul says uh, over in the book of Titus. He's writing to this young guy, and and Titus was one of Paul's uh, ministry team members, and he had sent him to the island of Crete to go to some of the different towns there on that island and uh, to set up, set the churches in order and and put some people, uh, leadership in place. And uh, he was pointing leaders. And so here he is. He's writing about the attitudes and the lifestyles, of an overseer and what they need to be like, but we can, we can relate this to, to each and every one of us as well, because that principle comes across. In Timothy or in Titus chapter one, verse eight, it says this: Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. So we see he's talking, yes, about the leaders there, but each one of these qualities are important for us as followers of Jesus. They're important for us. And and, and it even says uh, there that they should be hospitable, welcoming. They they should be open to others. And some may latch on to the idea, oh, yeah, that's for the leadership. Well, sure, leadership should be that way. It is something that we should have coming out of our lives, but but uh, it shouldn't be limited there because really that's a mistake. Remember Peter, what the Apostle Peter wrote there earlier on. He, he said this. He said, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And he wasn't talking necessarily to the leadership at that point. He was talking to everybody. Uh, and his guidance was from, for God's people. Be, be welcoming. Each of you, each of us, have something to give back to others. We want to be a welcoming person. And, and even the Apostle John wrote about hospitality as well. He he wrote and he, he talked about, uh, about it in his relationship to those who served others even though uh, they didn't know them. Uh, and uh, we had that opportunity opportunity to show hospitality last week to uh, the Moyers who came, uh, who are missionaries to Western Europe. And uh, in fact, you showed them some great hospitality and raised eight hundred dollars for them to be able to help them to go forward. Yeah, and and, uh, and that was a small Sunday, but but because you showed them some hospitality, you you were concerned. You wanted to share and take part of their in their ministry. Look at what the Apostle John writes there in in 3 John. uh, It's really not a chapter, but it's the only chapter. In verses 5 to 8, it says, "Uh, Dear friends, you are faithful in what you're doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out receiving no help from the pagans. We ought to, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. Showing hospitality, showing that hospitality and and, uh, making provision for those who take the gospel to places and people are... Uh, who are in spiritual need, is not only a necessity, but it's also a great honor for us as a body to be able to do things like that. That's one side of it, right? Hospitality was a great value in the early church. We see that. We know that. You can see it as you read throughout the New Testament. It was a great thing, and it must be something that we take to heart ourselves as a body but not just as a body, as individuals as well, because we live in a community. We need to be the kind of people who welcome others so that we can impact our world. The second thing here is, is that hospitality in, uh, in the face of opposition is powerful. Powerful hospitality in the face of opposition is a powerful thing. Being welcoming uh, as an individual can have a great effect on those that are around you. And yes, it's, uh, yet it's not always easy to show hospitality, is it? And sometimes it can cause you some pain. But if you're willing to let God work through you, the pain will be worth it in the end because God can bring hope to that. Look at what the Apostle Paul says over in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. And then in 14, he says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. I don't know about you, but uh, whenever, when I hear or read these words of Paul, it really causes me to step back, and it should cause each and every one of us to step back a little bit. Because that's a challenging thing that he's bringing out there. <clears throat> no one, no one in their right mind, really wants to put up with any kind of persecution, right? No one wants to do that. It's just not normal. But here he's saying something that is so powerful. It is a spiritual truth that we can't get away from in the New Testament. And uh, and 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 usually, if somebody gives you a hard time, you don't want to bless them either, do you? You don't want to bless them. You may you may want to say, and may the Lord bless them with many thorns in their pathway. Don't say that. You don't want to do that. You want to pray that the Lord will bless their lives. Maybe God will turn that around and use it for good, even for you at some point. Maybe not if He doesn't use it for you. It's still the same principle. Now We've been directed by the apostles and Jesus Himself concerning this to bless others. God can somehow take that painful experience and use our blessing to impact others. Honestly, this is kind, it really is a mystery. I don't know that I fully understand it. I don't know that scripture gives us enough information. I've read the book front to back uh, many times, but, but, but I don't know if it really gives us enough information other, other than knowing that it's a truth. That when we blast people, it's important, and that's what God would have us to do. You see, the kingdom of God seems to be backwards at times, right? And that's the way Jesus handled it with people, because we have this natural view of things, so much so that we view things to try to have that self-preservation in our lives. And so we're wanting to save self. We're wanting to preserve ourselves. So when we get in those situations, it causes us to want to say, May the Lord put thorns in their pathway. But no, we don't want to do that. You have to leave others in the hands of the Lord. And look at the life of Paul who wrote this, this small passage that we looked at in Romans. His original name was Saul and he treated Christians horribly. But he came to faith. He was, he was, at, he was there when they were putting Stephen to death. He was right. He should have been on death row himself. Makes you wonder how the other Christians dealt with him. Now, we know they ran in fear from him. We know that. Scripture's pretty plain on that. When they were were fearful of him. But what would have happened if those same Christians would have taken the matters in their own hands? We're talking about the Apostle Paul, friends. What would have happened? I have some questions to ask about that. Would we have the book of Romans and Philippians? Would we have First and Second Thessalonians? Would there have been churches planted in some of the places that they were planted? Maybe. Maybe God would have brought some other people, but maybe not. Sometimes, we view ourselves too highly we think that we need to take all the matters into our own hands when the Lord says, no, it's my deal. You know, the Scripture does say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. If He chooses to use that, or if He chooses not to use that and to bless people, that is up to Him. Because He cares and He loves them. Remember, when Jesus gave His life on the cross, the Scripture tells us, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I find that is interesting. It doesn't say when we were nice and good and when we were generous and kind towards others, Christ died for us. When we were yet sinners, He died for us. That means we're all on the same plane. Saul, who was a murderer, which is what he was, and he did it for religious reasons... He was wrong. He chose to live out that way, but then the Lord got a hold of his life. And it very well could have been, not just because God intervened in a miracle, but there were others. Even Barnabas was willing to come by his side and help him. And even Agabus, right? And the others were able to engage him and be, what would have happened if the prophet that the Lord uh, had sent Paul or Saul to if he finally would have said, Lord, I am not talking to that guy. There is no way I'm talking to him. What would have happened? I would just dare to say that 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 prophet, he probably didn't have a place in the temple. He probably didn't have a pastoral position. Maybe he, maybe I don't know, maybe he had sheep. I'm not sure what he did. But he still chose to engage that person And we have what we have today because we're faithful. I've got to ask you. I've got to ask myself. What will happen if we are willing to engage people like that? They may not like us. They may not look like us. They may not act like us. But what would happen if we would engage them? What would happen if we were welcoming to that level. Hospitality. It's an important thing for us. I like what Jesus said. Jesus said it before any of these guys said it. And he, and he said this over uh, over in uh, Matthew chapter 5, you know, under the Beatitudes. He He said this before the apostles ever even thought this in their minds. He said, In chapter 5 of Matthew, verse 11 and 12, he says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. We have to be able to leave people who oppose us in God's hands. And you may have them maybe it's at your job maybe it's at your at, it's maybe it's your next door neighbor i don't know uh but but no matter no matter what the situation is we have to be willing to follow our lord's example we have to be become hospitable even when we're opposed and there there's a final truth here today that we need to grab a hold of about being a welcoming person and that, that's this when you show hospitality to a stranger you may have a surprise. You may have a surprise. You may get to find out you, uh, right then. You may not. It may be later on. But look at what Hebrews chapter 13 verses 1 to 3 says. It says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitalities to, uh, hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison uh, as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. So the writer of Hebrews here has a a way of reminding God's people that there's a, a reward for showing hospitality, that God blesses us in doing that. And you may not even notice the reward here on this side of heaven, Uh, But the truth is, is you you may not even know it until you get there, but maybe God used an angel to work in your life. God was just testing your hospitality. Sometimes we have become so secular that we have missed out on the spiritual realities that the Word of God brings out to us. We become so practical that we lose out on the supernatural work of God in our lives. Could you imagine what, uh, that one day when you uh, meet the Lord that He may say, You know, that time I helped, that you helped that lady? I was really an angel. I was checking you out to see if you were doing okay. <laughs> Maybe He said, You know, that time you encouraged that guy who was uh, going through a hard time. I was just seeing if you were going to do it. That was an angel. Uh, you know, we, we don't know, but we'll, maybe when we get uh, to be with the Lord face to face, we'll find those things out. But in reality, the spiritual and practical must come together in our lives. We must not compartmentalize them and say, well, here's the spiritual, here's church, and here's my life. We must, we must say, here it is all together. Because as followers of Jesus, that de- the, when we step out of the doors of this church building, doesn't mean we are leaving the church because if we're born of the Spirit of God, we are the church. And that's why we have to live it out and let Him live through us and share life with others. I like what this, this last passage says in First Timothy. It says this, No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60. This is Paul writing to the new pastor, young Pastor Timothy. And it says, And has been faithful to her husband... And is well known for her good deeds such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people and helping those in trouble. I think that's kind of cool. You say this person needs to be faithful. Washing the feet of the Lord's people, it was an act of hospitality, especially back then, right? Right. Those guys that go around with, with some kind of a sandal, some kind of open-toed shoe, and they're, they're walking through the desert, through the dirt, wherever they're at, you know, and, and their feet get really dirty. That's just the way it is. And so then they come in and they take care of that. So somebody either has to give them water so they can wash their own feet, or they have to do that for them. And we saw that even in John chapter 13 when Jesus was with His disciples and let His disciples know, look guys, we're all servants here. And He washed their feet. Such a reminder to us, instead instead of handing them a bottle of sanitizer for their hands, like we have to do, or or handing them a mask, you know, (laughs) but they're handing them some water so they can wash their feet or wash their feet off. The early church knew that showing hospitality was important. they knew that welcoming was important, and sure that part of that was in their culture anyway, but beyond that, it needs that we need to understand there's spiritual truth in this that we need to allow to work in our lives. One of those people I think of that was uh, that was hospitable uh, she 's passed away now, but Eleanor Parnell, she was hospitable ah uh, she was uh, she was one of our own, and she she was always willing to welcome people into her life. She was always willing to welcome and to share the gospel with people. And she was a good mom, and she led people to Christ. She did those things. She opened her heart to them, even to those who were strangers. I know everyone has different gifts and abilities, but we all are people. And God can give each one of us the gifts we need for the time. Are Are you willing to be a welcoming person? Would you stand with me this morning? Are you willing to be a welcoming person? Are you willing to welcome strangers into your life? Now, I don't mean be foolish, right? You know, we understand that. But are you willing to welcome people into your life, not only at church, but as individual followers of Jesus? Because there are, there are some around your circle that you can engage. You, you may even say, my circle is so small right now, though. And I understand our circles have gotten smaller with the COVID situation over the last year or so. But we can make our circle bigger. We can throw those edges out just further. And we can make our circle bigger as individuals and as a body as we reach out to people around us. It's time, it's, it's time to become a person that welcomes others into your lives. Amen. I want to pray for you this morning. Our prayer teams are going to.